Hi, Pastor Greg here. I am the pastor of the Jordan Assembly of God Church in Montana. You are listening to the live Sunday service that streams most Sundays at 10.30 a.m. Mountain Time. If you would like to listen to past broadcasts, you can find us at www.agjordanmt.com. You can find links for our live broadcast as well as links to past broadcasts. Look for Jordan Assembly of God Church on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Podbean, or Spotify. Or if you like to watch the service, you can follow the video links and subscribe to be notified when we go live. We are doing a series on both letters written to the Christians in Thessalonica called Thessalonians. So without further introduction, Thessalonians. So we are in part 10.5. I was going to go into part 11, and then I was like, um, I had a friend of mine come up to me and, and clarify a message that I did. Um, on Sunday, and I was like, as I was going through that, I was like, there's a lot of information that's here, and technically we're right in the middle of the series, because we're going to go straight from First Thessalonians into Second Thessalonians and just kind of all group them all together like one. And so um, being in chapter four, I figured it would be a great time to actually start going through some of these things. And uh, one of the things that we've been going through is is you know, witnessing the gospel message with power, character, and the fruit of the Spirit, that character that is being developed within us. The Holy Spirit working around. See, the Holy Spirit being in us, identifying, but the Holy Spirit is also in the world. And the Holy Spirit in the world, according to what Jesus is saying, that he sent when he went, he sent the Holy Spirit down into the world to what the terminology is, is to confute the world. And that basically... He's, he's the one that disproves theories and proves wrong attitudes and actions. So we think that we're like this really important for debating. It is actually not our job to debate. It is actually, it, it's us to stand for the truth. It's the Holy Spirit that actually brings about the, no, sorry, but your theories in this area are wrong because this is what God says. This is, this is the light. And that's the reason why Jesus, when he said that uh, this is the condemnation, that the light has come into the world and the world of darkness rather than the light. And so also to know that that effect, that, that the Holy Spirit and then the grace of God, remember the divine influence upon our heart and its reflection in our life, that all these working together and that effect or that event that you experience to allow it to affect us. And affect is to look upon something that's not natural for me to do and to mold my life after that. To look at something that is that is not, not something that even comes close to my thought process and say, you know what, I'm going to go for that and then allow that to change. And as we do so, we learn that truth, Jesus' truth, is substance. So the reason why so many people are actually trying to find their identity and trying to find all those things is because any time that you, that you are not following after truth or you've allowed other things in your life or your own reasonings, you're always going to find a loss. Truth is substance. And that substance allows, when you search for that, you grow in your faith. 
As you walk through truth, as you seek truth, you grow. And that faith, by the way, you use that to inspire others. It's not that you go and say, well, look at my faith. No, you, as you're walking that road of truth, as you're following along, as you're trusting in God, that inspires others in their, in their faith. And then the ultimate goal, this mind be in you. That this mind be in you. And that's when we learned about concept and how concept is, is basically what you think about after an event. So like you go to, you experience this event, and then later on, you're basically telling your friends, this is what I got from this event. That's, that word is concept. And your concept is shaped by how much you pay attention and allow your mind to be like Christ. And then last Sunday, Jesus, the chief cornerstone, how everything is measured based on Jesus. It is not based on what I think. It's not based on what you think. It's not based on opinion. It's not based on, on thought process of religion or theology. It is based on the fact of who Jesus is. So, and with that, we're going to go into Galatians 5, 26. And actually what I'm going to do, 22 through 26, it should have been up there, so I apologize. So 5:22 through 26. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. So let's pray. Father, I want to thank you for who you are and what you do. I want to thank you, Father, um, and I just pray, Father, that you may be with this service and that we may just worship you and follow after you and glorify you. In your name I pray. Amen. So there are some intrinsic characteristics of Christians. Uh, that means, by the way, if you look up that... Uh, up that word, and I don't know what it means in the in the latest dictionary because I'm 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 very much stuck in my 1828 dictionary. I love my 1828 dictionary. I'm just saying, there's so much depth in words, and there's so many there there's so many things to to learn from how words used to mean and what they used to mean. And we're going to be going through a little bit of that hopefully today, but we'll see. <laughs> looking at the time, and I'm looking at my my abilities, and probably not so much. But we'll we'll see what we can actually do here. When I looked it up in the 1828 dictionary, it literally means um, genuine. It means internal and thus truth the, the, that, is, that is there. It is the genuine person at, about this. And when you, and when you put intrinsic um, characteristics of Christians, this is the truth behind them. This is what the Bible says, which means that if you're going through this list and you're finding things that you're noticing that are not there, the things that the Bible says is exactly what is supposed to be there and so it's an encouragement to go before God and basically say oh you know what I'm realizing that by your word by what you have revealed by what you're ministering to my heart and to my mind I am learning something new I am learning something that you would want me to take on in my life 
That's the encouragement. It's not, it, remember, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but according to the Spirit. But the important part of that is the fact that you need to be walking after the Spirit, and if you're walking after the Spirit, these are the kind of characteristics that are being developed in you. And that's find, found in uh, Galatians 5. And we're going to, we started out this morning in verse 22. I'm going to rewind, and I'm just going to finish up because... Um, uh, there is a little word in there, but, which means that there is a comparison to uh, into something. And so verse 16 says this, I, sent, I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill, this is Galatians chapter 5, by the way, verse 16. I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now we know by Jesus that the Spirit leads us into all truth. Remember, truth is substance. Okay? Truth is identity. Truth is where we, that, that's, that's where we need to leave, uh, live at that point in time because we need to leave behind the old person. The old person likes to get away with things. The old person likes to, likes to, fudge on certain things. That's not the Spirit of, of God. The Spirit of God leads us into all truth. And one of the greatest things that you need to understand is that the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, is wanting you to be truthful with yourself. And that's sometimes the hardest thing. And well, maybe maybe not for you, but definitely it's for me because I can see I can see something. Oh well, that person shouldn't be doing that, or that's really not it. But the very first thing that I'll jump on when I have something that I want, I will excuse it. Well, they say chocolate is good for you. So that five pounds that I had yesterday should be really good for me. I'm just saying. Craig, you can't excuse that. Yes, I can. But the reality is the fact that the truth is is that eating anything, and I'll just pick eating because it's an easy one for me to actually talk about, um, but eating anything, you can come up with reasons. I mean, I have, you know, doctors tell me that drinking coffee is the best thing for you. Of course, they limit you to only four cups, but so... You know, I'm coffee plus. You know, that's all I'm saying. It's, these are the jokes. I'm not saying they're good. But at any rate, so it is, it is one of those things where looking at the fruit of the Spirit, looking at the truth that you're being led into, and understanding that being led by the Spirit and being led by the truth, you are not under the law. Why? Because you're walking in truth. You're already following the law, the major law, which is, which is love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Turns out if you do something against somebody, whether intentional or not intentional, you're going to want to ask for forgiveness. And Here's the thing, you're probably going to find out that you did not intentionally do it. It was not your goal to do it, nor can you come up with any reasons to think that you would want to intentionally do something. Because the want to and the desire is being changed by the very image of God. How he is actually changing you. 
right? So now the works of the flesh, and then Paul goes in and he says, now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in times past, that those who practice such things, meaning those who have have basically compromised that kind of character in their life and made it okay for them to act in such ways or do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But, there's that but, the fruit of the Spirit, notice the exact opposite. That love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, against such there is no law. Those characteristics are exactly opposite because if you were to follow the line of what the flesh has, the flesh is all about what satisfies me right now. And I don't care about tomorrow because I'm only caring about right now. But the Spirit of God says, look for eternity, because the Spirit of God points to eternity. It points to God. And the Spirit of God makes that characteristic. So intrinsic characteristics of Christians, one of the very first things is that fruit of the Spirit. The love, the joy, the peace, the patience, the kindness, the meekness, the mercy, the self-control, gentleness. Against such there is no law. And I think I'll have time for just one more and then and then we'll I'll have to take supplemental, it'll be supplemental part two. <laughs> I know, right? And then the very next one is the Holy Spirit. It's like, well, Greg, it wasn't is isn't that the fruit of the Spirit? And yes, you have the Spirit of God that witnesses to your spirit, but there's a Spirit of God that is within the world, that is within you, and that same Spirit is working things. And the Holy Spirit, the unseen but real. So John 3 8, if I, as I make it here. John 3 8. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. That unseen but real. The identity, that our identity is found in this. In Romans 8, 12, we find, Romans chapter 8, verses 12 through 17, Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh. Remember, we're talking about the flesh. We are debtors not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, led into all truth. Remember that. These are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. If indeed we stand with him. So when we allow that 
that when we allow our longing for desires to actually match with the Spirit and we follow after truth, we have that change that's within us. It is that struggle with the flesh and the Spirit, but it is, it is definitely there. And then there's the computer. And, and like I said, if, uh, it, it's a word that I fell in love with when I found out exactly the fact that the Spirit of, the Spirit of God comes in. And he is the one that... Isn't it something to be able to go in and be able to talk and it's not your responsibility to prove a person wrong? You catch that? It is not your responsibility to make sure that they understand it the way you understand it, that they understand it the way you need them to understand it. That is not your job. Your job is to actually stand for the truth. Your job is to administer and witness the light of Christ. But the Spirit of God, He is the computer. He is the one that brings down arguments. He's the one that proves wrong. He's the one that points out the errors. He is the one that ministers and witnesses the love of Christ to hearts so that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life because it is not God's goal that people perish and go to hell. That is not his goal. His goal is for people to find salvation. His goal is for people to find the truth. His goal is for people to come to the light. And that's where the choice comes in. And that's what you are doing. You are bringing the light into a dark situation. You're walking in and you're bringing the light into a dark situation and allowing the Spirit of God to minister and witness. And that person will need to make the choices that they need to make. It's a very, very interesting thing when we start dealing when we start dealing with this. And then the fact that he's the leader of all truth, and we're going to look up that that scripture verse because it's in John 16, and starting in verse five through 15, and then I'm going to end, and then we're going to we're we're going to come back next week, and we're going to finish up the supplemental because there's still a, a big portion that I want to go through, and in in 16 five through 15 it says this. But now I go away to him who sent me, and none of you ask me, where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away, for I do not go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin. And that is where the word confute is. That Greek word means to confute. And to convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment, of sin because they do not believe in me, of righteousness because I go to my Father and you see me no more, of judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, that very same spirit that is within you, that witnesses to your spirit, that we are children of God, that spirit of truth, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine, therefore I said to I, I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you. So basically, the Father gives the Son, the Son gives the Spirit that is within you, 
and you have that. Things to come, by the way. Isn't that intriguing? Things to come. It, he's, the, the Spirit of God is not just a, a, somebody sitting in the corner. The Spirit of God is very active and is alive. In your life, in your heart, bringing about that spiritual life, bringing about that spiritual growth as we prayed for this morning, bringing about that, and it's, and it's when you start understanding that the, the greatness of that, spiritual, of that spiritual growth and spiritual life is so there that it is intrinsic to Christians as us as followers because how are you going to know what is to come unless you listen to the Holy Spirit? How are you know what is truth unless you listen to the Holy Spirit? How are you going to know what how to approach things unless you listen to the Holy Spirit? He tells us of the things to come. And that's not my words. That's exactly what Jesus says. I depart so that the Spirit of God will be sent down for you and for me, so that that witness inside my heart that says I am a child of God is alive in me, leading me into all truth, leading us into a relationship to focus on God. And next week we're going to continue our supplemental. I'm not going to keep you guys for any longer. Next week we're going to continue into our supplemental, and, and we're going to start learning a little bit more about kind of how that all works and what we've been talking about because we're going to be getting into grace, which, of course, is, is nothing I, I, you know like that hardly ever gets brought up, ever, in any course of conversation. I'm, like I said, these are the jokes. I'm not saying that they're good. I'm just saying that these are the jokes. Okay. But the grace of God is something so amazing and it's so great. And so next week, I, I hope I hope that you're able to actually uh, be here and attend it. And if not, please, you know, check out the recordings or live stream or whatever that you can do, because this is an exciting time. Um, I was talking with uh, with a friend of mine the other other night, and uh, who's who's definitely gifted with ministry. And um, I was talking to him, and I said, "This is this is how I I, I promise I'm I'm stopping." Okay, I promise. But um, this is how I view preaching. When I read the scriptures and God reveals something to me that I never realized before, I'm so excited, so I write it down and I come up here and I share it. That's all I'm doing. I'm just sharing with you exactly what I'm excited to actually read because God is just revealing things and it's amazing to me. And I hope you enjoy it as much as I do. I hope you get into the Word as much as I like getting into the Word. I get into the Word and I just, it's like God just says, you know, that scripture verse that you uh, read for like your whole entire life, I got something new for you. I'm like, how did I not see that? How did I not catch that? How did I not combine those? And God's just, you know what? Keep tuning in. Keep tuning in because he, he's got more. It's like I'm just, I can't wait for the next time I'm in the scriptures. I cannot wait for the next time I'm reading. I cannot wait for the next prayer time. I cannot wait for the ability to be able to walk and just live life. See, this is what I'm saying. Do not get bogged down with 
all the stuff that's going around, focus on God and understand that there is excitement, there is joy, there's amazing stuff. Is there bad times? Yes, there is. Are there times that, that you're going to get hurt? Yes, there is. And I'm saddened by that. But never, never, ever let go of the joy of the Lord. And even, I told one person one time, as long as you have at least a fingernail, grab on. And I'm going to tell you, I've had times in my life where that fingernail felt like it was slipping. And I remember God's hand. Find the joy. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. It doesn't mean the situation is going to be happy and giddy. It means that the joy of the Lord will help you walk through it. Just saying. Let's pray. Father, I want to thank you for this time. I want to thank you for this day. I pray, Father, that we may just have a wonderful rest of the day. And I pray, Father that you be glorified in our hearts and in our minds. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this message. I hope that you enjoyed it. To follow along with this series, you can go to www.agjordanmt.com and following the links for current and past broadcasts. I hope that you have a wonderful day.